World-renowned magician and escape artist, Harry Houdini, always claimed he could escape from any prison. And then, he'd always prove it. Time and time again, he would successfully escape from the most modern cages of the time, with the largest and most technologically advanced locks. One day, the staff of an old prison offered Houdini to try to get out of one particular cell. Naturally, Houdini agreed. Upon arrival, the guards searched him and then locked him inside the room. Clearly, they didn't search him too well because not long after that, Harry took out a long, flexible rod that was hiding in his belt and began to pick the lock with it. However, after 15 minutes of unsuccessful attempts, Houdini started to get nervous. The lock was quite ordinary. He'd hacked through cages like these dozens of times, but this time, something wasn't working. An hour passed, and then another. Houdini was covered in sweat. He was terrified that he wouldn't be able to handle this lock. All the techniques he knew just weren't working. He began to think that this was a sign that maybe it was time for him to give up his whole career. As a final act of desperation, he tried to open the cage without his master key. He just pushed the door and it opened. The guards didn't lock the cage. The lock was in Houdini's mind. Genius, millionaire, inventor, traveler, adventurer, all of that in one person. Sure, many modern celebrities and movie characters meet these criteria, but I'm talking about a person who was one of the first in history to combine show, business, and technology into one stunning career. A person who left behind many secrets and inventions. A person who collected millions of dollars on his performances. A person who could pick any lock in any prison. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Harry Houdini. Yes, he wasn't just a magician. He was an absolute worldwide superstar at the beginning of the 20th century. He was born in March of 1874 in Budapest, Hungary. His real name was Eric Weiss. At an early age, he and his family moved to Wisconsin. And then at 13, he moved to New York with his father to try to earn some money. He lived in a boarding house and looked for work every day. There, on the streets of the Big Apple, young Eric saw the performances of street musicians and acrobats. It impressed the boy so much that he decided to become the best magician in the world. Every day, he trained and learned different techniques. When he turned 20, he renamed himself Harry Houdini and began his career as a professional magician. However, he didn't find success right away. Harry couldn't really stand out among the other magicians, so he needed to find something special to distinguish himself. One day, he demonstrated a new trick, escaping from handcuffs. This impressed people so much that Harry realized this was it. No one had done this before, so he will be the first. And so, his path to glory began. At first, he escaped from ordinary handcuffs. Then, he used big chains and put himself into a water-filled barrel. The level of danger increased with each number he performed. And then, in 1899, an entertainment manager 
saw his show and was so impressed that he invited Houdini to one of the best vaudeville theaters in the country. This was his big break. The police were always present for his performances to guarantee that all the handcuffs, shackles, and locks were real and serviceable. The officers searched Houdini in front of the public to prove that he had no keys or lockpicks. They put chains on Houdini and put him behind bars, confident that there was no way that he could get out. But Houdini managed to escape every time. So very soon, he became the highest paid artist in the history of American vaudeville. In the early 1900s, he would have himself be tied up with a straitjacket and locked inside boxes and water tanks. His best trick was diving headfirst inside a water tank when he was tightened with a chain. He would need to hold his breath for three minutes to free himself, and yet he succeeded every time. The audience was shocked. Fame, money, prestige. He had achieved all of this by the age of 30. Harry fancied himself a magician of the new generation, who focused not on magic and illusions, but technology and inventions. The era of cars, airplanes, engines, and moving pictures had come. Everything was changing and improving at a rapid rate. Houdini was sure that the world of magic couldn't stay the same either. He used fresh new inventions to promote his image, to draw in crowds. Before coming to a new city with his show, he would launch an advertising company to spread the word. Everybody would be talking about Houdini. And when the audience was warmed up, that's when he'd finally show his tricks. He was also known to always exaggerate when talking about his exploits and inventions to anyone who would listen. Truly, he had mastered the art of PR and earned a pretty nice living from it. Of course, in addition to fame and money, Houdini made many enemies, mostly in the form of mediums and spiritualists. A devoted fan of science, he tried to prove that their tricks were false. He even once successfully exposed a famous medium of the time. For this reason, Houdini actually quarreled with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the author of the Sherlock Holmes book series, who himself deeply believed in the spiritual magic experience. Houdini wanted his audiences to stop believing in these mystical superstitions and tall tales and start turning to what he called real magic. The kind in which quality depended on the artist's skill and not on their power to innately receive otherworldly forces. Despite his skepticism, as a man of science, Houdini actually did conduct spiritualistic experiments with his wife. He even promised her that if he left the world before her, he would definitely find a way to contact her. Much later, at the end of her life, she confirmed that Harry had never managed to do it. Having earned an enormous fortune, Houdini was itching to find the next big challenge. New technologies were emerging in the world, so Harry decided to invest in one of them. He chose cinema. Houdini released his first film in 1901. Guess what it was about? That's right, magic. He just recorded his performances and showed those in cinemas. After that first film, he made another. 
and then another, and several more. Eventually, Harry Houdini founded his own production company and film laboratory. But this business didn't bring him much success. Houdini quickly realized that cinema could displace his show from the market and make escape tricks not popular anymore. The problem was that Houdini's shows didn't seem so impressive on screen. People would not believe in them because they'd assume the trick could be done with editing and visual effects. Cinema quickly began to gain popularity and magic tricks couldn't integrate into this technology. At the same time, he became a fan of a hip new expensive hobby, planes. In 1909, he bought his first airplane and after several test flights, set the goal to be the first person to make a controlled flight over Australia. After several failed attempts, he did finally manage to do it. Houdini passed away in 1926 at the age of 52. There are many rumors and theories surrounding this case. For example, some believe that spiritualists poisoned him. But the most popular theory is that Houdini left this world because of one strange incident. Houdini had lectures in Montreal, and one day, after class, he stayed a bit to talk to his students. He had been training his abdominal muscles those days. He was so confident in his progress that he claimed his body could withstand any damage and offered anyone present to test that claim. One of the students volunteered and hit Houdini in the stomach with all of his might before the magician had time to prepare. As a result of this impact, his appendix ruptured. But that didn't stop Houdini from driving to Detroit and making what would become his last performance. Only after the curtains came down was he hospitalized. The doctors fought for his life, but ultimately couldn't save him. Harry Houdini left behind a remarkable legacy of inventions and tricks. At first, his brother used these devices for his own gain and then sold them off to a rich collector. Some of these inventions you can still find in the Harry Houdini Museum in Scranton, Pennsylvania. But given how secretive the world of magic is about revealing trade secrets, everyone was waiting for the tricks of this great magician to be passed down to another. And this moment came in 2004, when most of the very valuable exhibits, including the camera for the water trick, were bought by David Copperfield. I think it's safe to say that Houdini wasn't just a superstar of his time, but a legendary figure of modern history as well. His whole life was spectacular and impressive, as were all his performances. And I think they serve as an inspiration to all of us to always believe in ourselves and pursue our dreams no matter how fantastical. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.